on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Foley. A day after a 19-run output, the Brewers can't quite put up 19 runs today, although you can't can't argue too much with four runs on 11 hits. Admittedly, two of those runs come late in the game in the eighth, but four runs on 11 hits, they're going to win a lot of those games. They don't win tonight. They lose to Pittsburgh by a 7-4 score. Welcome in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name's Matt Pauley. Vinny Rotino will join me in just a moment or so. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. At times, Aaron Ashby was really good. At times, he wasn't. He gives up a couple home runs, four runs on five hits, not making it out of the fourth inning. We saw the Brewers get home runs from Christian Yelich and Colton Wong, but the Brewers hit into a ton of double plays in this game, and that ends up being quite the issue. Three double plays today that the Brewers hit into, and if they don't hit into those double plays, this is probably a very different feeling game uh, today. But such is life. That's the way it goes down. We'll hear the post-game comments Manager Craig Council will go back through the game with the highlights. A lot to do for the next hour or so. We are taking you till 7.30. We're back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. And he turns on this pitch to deep right field. Back and gone for Yelich. Yelich with his eighth home run of the season. Extends his hitting streak with an exclamation mark. It's now 11 games, and that ball got out of here in a hurry. 7-4, Brewers lose to Pittsburgh. They've lost two of the first three rubber game. No, not rubber game. They'll uh, see who uh, they'll try to split the series coming up tomorrow, while the Pirates will try to uh, take the series coming up tomorrow. Welcome back in. Brewers Extra Innings continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. The phone number to call us or text us, we call it the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Let's bring in former Brewer Vinny Rotino. And, Vinny, let's start with Aaron Ashby's day. Three and two-thirds, four runs, five hits, two uh, six strikeouts, one walk. He gives up a couple home runs, 62 pitches, 39 for strikes. It felt like a very uneven day. Like, at times he looked really good, at times he didn't. Yeah, the the two home runs is obviously the day or the, the thing that's going to ruin the day a little bit, right? I mean, other, otherwise, I thought he looked pretty good. I thought... You know, kind of what we talked about yesterday on the show is like it's a little uneasy, like having a guy come off a forearm injury that's never, uh, you know, too safe of an injury if there is such a thing, you know, because it is associated with the elbow and you do see things, you know, pop up with the elbow after the forearm injury. So the fact that he got through it, he looked good. He was up to 97 with the fastball, with that sinker. That's the good sign for me. That's the takeaway. I think at the end of the day, like he's continuing to just learn how to develop at the big league level. We saw him do that. He's made a couple of adjustments along the way so far as a starter, and then the injury happened, and so that's going to set you back. Just so now, so now you just wanted to see him get through his innings um, and, and through his pitches, and he did that. I, to me, it's a win, just in terms of that just because you're kind of looking for him to really take that step and continue to take those steps coming into August and September. 
Craig Council, when speaking with the media before the game and also on our pregame show and his conversation with Lane Grindle, I'm paraphrasing, but basically he said that Ashby's issue really only pops up when he gets fatigued. So what they, their plan with Ashby moving forward is to try to get him out of games before he gets fatigued, and that's just going to kind of be the way they do things moving forward. I, Vinny, in theory, that sounds good, but in practice... Like pitchers get fatigued in games. Like that's a that's a really tough thing for a manager to be able to kind of monitor. Sounds like a six man rotation would do him well, right? Uh, <laughs> like we talked about. So bringing that up again, but no, I mean, yeah, especially if there are they stressful pitches, right? I mean, you can go you can go sixty pitches. He went sixty two pitches today, sixty two pitches, and they can be a ton of stressful pitches. And so, do those count? more towards being fatigued than an outing with 90 or 100 pitches. Um, I'm not sure. It's it's amazing they actually have this thing down to a science uh, that they can pinpoint that this issue, this particular forearm issue, pops up when he is fatigued. So what does that mean exactly? We're not real sure. But the, I, like, I agree. It's a great, Matt, it's a great idea in theory how they can implement this and make sure that he stays healthy. Um, you don't want him to be a starter that only goes 80 pitches every time or, you know, 70 to 80 pitches every time out So, um, for the rest of his career, right? So I, I'm just wondering, like, what this is all going to amount to going forward. But at least they, it sounds like they have a plan to keep this kid healthy because they need him. Well, even the, you know, innings, pitches thrown in an inning, you, have, you ask a guy to go throw 30 pitches in an inning, you're fatigued right there. Like, I just I don't know how they're yeah. going to manage that. Yeah, no, I mean – I think they'll probably just have a really short leash on them, and that's going to really it's going to tax their bullpen. It's going to it's really going to tax their entire pitching staff if they if he ends up having to leave a game after a couple of innings because of a short pitch count or an elevated pitch count in a particular inning. So I think we saw that a little bit today, right? I mean, this is going to affect their bullpen um, going forward. Uh, um, I believe in this kid. I believe in Aaron Ashby. I think we all do at this point, just seeing what he is able to do and able to accomplish, accomplish at this point in his career and his young, very young career. So we'll see, we'll see how they manage this going forward. Seven, four Brewers lose in Pittsburgh. We've got more coming up in just a moment. This is Brewers X Turnings on WTMJ. There goes McCutcheon, and it's a ground ball through the left side and into left field for a base hit. Yelich will score. McCutcheon turns second. He goes first to third, and the Brewers jump out in front 1-0 on an RBI single from Colton Wong. Brewers end up losing to the Pirates 7-4. Brewers Externings does continue here on WTMJ. I'm Matt Pauley. Vinny Rotino here as well. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620, the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Vinny, it's kind of hard right now to figure out, and a lot of this has to do with injuries, but just figuring out the starting rotation at the moment. Obviously, we know Corbin Burns and Brendan Woodruff's back and Eric Lauer, but we saw Jason Alexander used a couple times out of the bullpen. Now you assume that he's going back into the rotation because of the Adrian Hauser injury. Chichi Gonzalez is used for three innings today. It just really feels like there's so many moving parts in this thing. Yeah, I mean, do they even have five five legitimate starters at this point that that are scheduled to go? I, you know, I mean, maybe Chichi gets inserted back in at some point, or, or Jason Alexander. It doesn't seem like 
Alexander's an option for them at this point. He's, he's being used out of the pen, which is unfortunate if that is the case. I do love him, uh, and I think we all do. Like his his not just the performance, just the the way that he attacks, the way that he throws strikes, the way that he really works quickly and just keeps his fielders involved. Uh, with all those ground balls and soft soft contact ground balls. So we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously Burns, Woodruff, Lauer, those are kind of your mainstays at this point. And then Ashby. Um, and then uh, who knows who that fifth guy is. But uh, I would like six. I don't know if you knew that, Matt, but we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, it, it's obviously the biggest part of this team, um, the, the starting ro- rotation. Look, Matt, at the end of the day, we can we can take a step back. And like, despite all the injuries, there's still ten games over five hundred. They're still in first place, which is remarkable. Right. So they they you know it's it's really just a one day at a time thing at this point, and just got to get a win any way you can, one day at a time. Uh, they could be setting up for a return of Ethan Small. His last two outings has been have been really good in terms of you know the thing you always look at is his strikeout to walk ratio or really just his walks. Who cares about the strikeouts other yeah. than you want to see him strike a bunch of guys out? But the thing that's going to derail him is his walks. And two starts ago, he goes ten strikeouts, one walk. Then he pitches yesterday. He only has one strikeout in six innings, but he has no walk. So he has one walk in his last. 13 innings at triple a if the brewers are like me and that's the number that they're looking at to kind of assess whether or not he should come back up maybe they're comfortable with where he's at in terms of his control he's on the 40-man roster so that is a big big deal right so they don't have to make any roster moves to get him back up um and they don't really they don't have to take anybody off to get him back up so um that is a that is something that makes it very convenient for them to bring him back up, try him out again. It's it's not I use the word try out as as uh, very loosely. I mean he's got to come up and make an impact, and I'm sure this kid wants to as well. So yeah, he's he relied on getting chase outside the zone from AAA hitters, and that's why he was so successful early. He comes up to the big leagues, and you saw very quickly second time through the order they stopped chasing. They didn't chase his stuff outside the zone, so all of a sudden he had to come in the zone. He got got hit up a little bit, so he's. Hopefully learn to make that adjustment in AAA where he can pitch and pitch to spots within the zone and try and get outs within the zone. Um, we'll see if that is – if, one, they're going to bring up, bring him up, and, two, if he's been able to make that adjustment and, and is able to make that adjustment at the big league level. Offensively, it's hard to argue with four runs on 11 hits. Now, we, we always talk about on this show, when do you score the runs? And two of their four runs are scored in the eighth inning when they're down by a 7-2 score. But that really gets them back in it. And, and if they could have made some noise there in the ninth, maybe something more would have happened. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I look at this in two ways. Like, four runs on 11 hits. I take a step back. That's going to win you a lot of games when you're the Brewers. But losing 7-4 and only having the two runs through seven innings coming off the 19-run output yesterday, it felt like they kind of fell back into that offensive inconsistency. So, I'm, I'm having this internal argument, Vinny, on whether or not it was a yeah. good offensive day or not. Little bit, right? So, but at the end of the day, that Yelich soft line drive, it was a medium hit line drive right to the shortstop, was a um, un, it was a, uh, a double play that O'Neill Cruz yeah. just walked over to the third base and just unassisted double play. And so, um, that during games where stuff goes your way and you and you get nineteen runs, right? I mean, you're gonna find every single hole that there is out there. That double play was a huge double play. Who knows where the game goes if it's broken open at that point for the Brewers? And again, we talk about the, that momentum all the time. If that is the case, 
Then the momentum shifted back over to the Brewers. They're on that script towards getting to the back end of their high-leverage bullpen arms in order to close that game out. That That is what you kind of look at at times during the game, those little momentum shifts. They're bigger than you think in the game. And so um, if that yellowish ball gets through, maybe they break it open. Um, but – yeah, I mean, we saw the night. We saw that yesterday. Colt Wong's sun ball broke the game open, really, yesterday when Brian Reynolds misplayed that sun ball out in center field, and so that's part of the reason why they were able to score the, the, the seven runs in that second inning. Yeah, so let's look at that second inning a little bit because with one out, Jace Peterson doubles, and then uh, Jonathan Davis gets a base hit that pushes Peterson to third, and then Davis steals second. So it's runners at second and third when Yelich lines into that unassisted double play. We, Vinny, we know this when when a bunch of good things are happening in an inning, more good things tend to happen. Yes. So in that inning, you have a double, you have a base hit. And you have a stolen base, so there's lots of activity. I think you're right. Like if that does not turn into a weird, fluky, unassisted double play, if that's a base hit, two run score, all of a sudden the Brewers lead three nothing, and it feels like that can turn into a big inning very quickly. Big inning for one, and let's just say they don't score another run that inning. Then all of a sudden Aaron Ashby comes out, doesn't feel like he. It just frees everybody up, not only the pitcher Aaron Ashby, but the defense behind you. It just frees everyone up. You, you feel like you are on path towards, again, that script where you're going to get to the back end of the bullpen where you just have to have you know, some combination of Aaron Ashby and maybe a Trevor Gott cover those innings to get to Brad Boxberger. So that's kind of – and then obviously Williams and Hayter in the eighth and the ninth. So that's, that's what it feels like as a player if those things do go your way. It didn't, and now all of a sudden you just have a one-run lead against against a, a pretty pesky Pittsburgh Pirates offense. Yeah, pesky indeed. 7-4, yeah. the final score. Brewers fall in Pittsburgh. Back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brings home the pitch, and this is a high fly ball deep right center field. Going back is Madris at the wall. He reaches up, and it is gone for Colton Wong. Wong with his sixth home run of the season, and it's a 7-3 deficit for the crew. 7-4, though. The Brewers lose to the Pirates. Good to see Colton Wong go 2-4, for four, hit the home run today. There's a lot of guys on this team that they still offensively need to see get going, and Wong certainly is one of them with the uh, home run today, his numbers. He's now hitting at 239 with six home runs, and his RBI total is at 21. So you'd like that to be a little bit Like, there's a lot of guys. You can look at uh, Willie Adamas, 0 for 3 today. He's hitting 212. Uh, Luis Urias goes two for four, but he's not yet even up to 230. He's at 229. There's just a bunch of guys on the team that, uh, and, you know, batting average is not end-all and be-all. I get that, but it certainly is an indication of what's going on. I think you can certainly see some guys who are still struggling. How about Christian Yelich, though? All of a sudden, he's up to 256. Like That, that batting average has continued to move in a big-time upward direction. Um as we look at the splits and what he has done since moving into the leadoff spot, he is now hitting 326 as the leadoff hitter with an 888 OPS. Like it's working, and that's not a it's not a tiny sample size anymore. It's now 23 games as the leadoff hitter, 326, three home runs, nine RBIs. Obviously, the RBI numbers are going to go down uh, when he's hitting in the uh, leadoff spot, but that OPS, the on-base percentage as well, 421 on-base, like it's working. 
It's uh, perfect world. Christian Yelich is your three hitter, your four hitter, and he's hitting 30 home runs and he's driving in maybe 100 runs a, a season and he looks like an MVP. That's your perfect world. Maybe we'll see that again. Right now it's not perfect world. So what can he do to help the team win games? And he is he is right now really an elite leadoff hitter. I, I, I would argue that those numbers that he's putting up from the leadoff spot would make him a an elite leadoff hitter. And just the way he runs the bases and everything else that he does, it certainly is working out here at the moment. Doug texts into the program, says, Usually I'd be very happy with averaging 10 runs a game. Only problem is they lost two of the last three. Looks like hitting is picking up the pitching. Thank goodness for Burns and Woodruff. Brewers won't be bullying the Pirates around for the rest of the year. All right, so a couple things there. Yeah, I it, tiny sample size, right? So when you go score 19 runs the way they did yesterday, all of a sudden you can have a couple other games where you don't score a ton of runs, and the overall average numbers makes it look like you've scored a, a few. So that's been, at times, it's been the problem for the Brewers offensively this year. Like something that we've talked about. It, the Bally Sports Wisconsin broadcast today uh, put up a, a graphic at one point, and it was really good. It was good information, and I, uh, it was where the Brewers rank in Major League Baseball since June 15th. They're first in runs per game. They're tied for first in home runs. They're first in extra base hits. They're first in OPS. Like that, look, that looks really good. It is largely augmented by a 19-run effort yesterday. And earlier in the season, when... The Brewers were one of the top run-scoring teams in the Major League Baseball. When they were one of the top home-run-hitting teams in baseball, it was largely augmented by some of those big single-game performances. Yeah, This would take a lot of work and a lot of kind of statistical analysis, but it would be interesting to see if there would be a way to, like, um, how do I say this? a way to like conceptualize or really explain the teams out there that a large percentage of their total offensive output has been uh, put together in a small number of games. Like for the Brewers, they scored 12 runs in April against Pittsburgh. They scored 11 runs in April against the Cubs. They had back-to-back games against Cincinnati, scoring 18 runs and 10 runs. They had another 11-run output against uh, Cincinnati. That was in May. Uh, they had a 10-run output against the Mets in June. Then the 10 runs that they scored against Toronto last week and the 19 runs they scored yesterday. Are you, their, their total offensive production for the year has largely been pushed forward by some of those games. And I guess the question is, every like, every team in baseball has games where they score a lot of runs. I would be interested to see how you know, how many teams are being impacted, their, their overall statistics are impacted more by a small number of games, if that makes any sense. Because I, I, don't, I don't know what that would look like. Maybe if you... Um, get rid of their top six, top eight scoring outputs or something, or even get rid of double-digit scoring outputs and then see uh, what they're scoring, but at the same time get rid of like when they're shut out or score two or less. I don't know. I'm just throwing, kind of talking out of my you-know-what right here. But you get the idea, right? Like there's There's been a handful of games where the Brewers have scored a ton of runs and that has pushed their numbers up uh, in a big way that maybe is not completely indicative of who they are as an offensive club. All right, we'll take a break for the news. We're back with manager Craig Council's post-game thoughts in about uh, four or five minutes here on WTMJ. 
It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a slider. And after the leadoff walk to Vogelback, Ashby strikes out the next three Pirates. And we're on to the third. Four, the Brewers lose in Pittsburgh. They've lost two of the first three in this four-game series. They'll wrap up the series tomorrow afternoon. Brandon Woodruff will make the start for the crew. Aaron Ashby today was kind of an uneven start for him. At times he was really good, uh, but he also gives up a couple home runs, and he doesn't make it out of the fourth inning. Three and two-thirds, four runs, five hits, six strikeouts, one walk, two home runs. Manager Craig Council met with the media just a little while ago and uh, did discuss those home runs that were given up by Ashby. Well, I mean, the, the two home runs, you know, that, that put runs on the board. So, uh, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of hard contact. The, the two balls, there's probably three balls hit hard. We got a double play on one and then two balls off the park. So, um, you know, that means runs and, uh, you know, the leadoff guy getting on in the, in the third um, hurt him um, come, coming around to the top of the lineup. So, but came out healthy. Um, so we'll move forward. It seemed like the third inning was like the long one where he really had to work. Do you think that affected him in the fourth? No. No, I mean, I, I think. You know, he just, uh, both guys that got on base, he fell behind. Um, and then, you know, those guys, the base hit to Heineman and then the home run to Chavez, he just fell behind those guys. What do you say about how he felt in terms of just endurance and... All good. All good. You guys had uh, a lot of action on the bases early, uh, and then uh, those double plays were kind of killers, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, we, we swung the bats really well the first three innings. Um, you know, the, the, the Yelich's line drive that ended up in a double play is the, is the play that hurts. Um, you know, that, that gets through and it's 3 nothing. Um, so that, that's the play that really hurt. And a bunch of good at-bats. We, we, you know, unfortunately, the double plays kind of reduced the stress on the, on, um, on the starter, and, and, then we, and then he settled down. Craig, just on this trip as a whole, are you encouraged by just it, there's been a lot of action in a lot of the innings uh, on this road trip? Do you think this offense is kind of in a good well, place? Well, I mean, I don't. I think we're doing a good job. I don't. I don't think it means anything for tomorrow. We just got to keep doing a good job. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we created opportunities again today. It's an interesting question by Adam McCalvey there, and that's been. That's been one of the things, and this is not a this year only thing for the Brewers. Like, there's a there's a certain level of randomness that goes along with baseball, and in theory, it should not matter if you are hitting with nobody on, with one on, with two on, with the bases loaded, with no outs, one out, two outs. Like, there's a there's some small things that can change. Uh, depending on uh, what's going on in the bases, you know, getting the pitcher out of the stretch, getting a, a first baseman, you know, holding a runner on, like small things like that. I get it. It's not, it's not completely the same no matter what the circumstance is. But basically, if you have success with two outs and nobody on, then you should have success with nobody with, with the bases loaded and, and, and nobody out. Like, you sh- there shouldn't be... A huge difference, but we have seen the Brewers certainly struggle hitting with runners in scoring position. A lot of teams struggle with runners in scoring position, and 
while you do appreciate when they're like traffic should produce runs. You keep putting pressure on pitchers. It should produce runs. It didn't do that as much today. Clearly, it did it yesterday when they scored 19 runs. It's just a, it's just an inconsistent offensive club. Now I say that, and I, I have to keep reminding, like everybody, including myself, that this is still a Brewers team that is really good. They're 10 games above 500. They're a first place team right now in the NL Central. They're up one and a half at this very moment. They're probably going to be up one in the next moment or so. The Cardinals lead the Phillies with two outs uh, in the ninth inning. They have a one-run lead, so uh, when that goes final, we'll let you know, especially uh, when we do our scores later on the show. But the bottom line is this is still a first-place club no matter what happens in in Philadelphia. I just think at times they are frustrating to watch from an offensive standpoint because of the overall inconsistent nature of who they are. But, again, I'm repeating myself. I'll say it again. That's not a Brewers thing. That's a that's a baseball thing. All right, final score. Uh, Brewers end up losing 7-4. We're going back through the game with the highlights. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 7-4, Pirates knock off the Brewers today. Pitching matchup, Aaron Ashby going for the crew while Bryce Wilson makes the start for the Buckos. For the Brewers, they score first. It happens in the top of the first inning. Christian Yelich leads the inning off by being hit by a pitch after the uh, first two outs are recorded. There was a ground out in there that allowed Yelich to move to second. Andrew McCutcheon gets a base hit. That puts Yelich to third. So runners on at the corners with Colton Wong standing in. There goes McCutcheon, and it's a ground ball through the left side and into left field for a base hit. Yelich will score. McCutcheon turns second. He goes first to third, and the Brewers jump out in front 1-0 on an RBI single from Colton Wong. There were still two on, but Luis Urias grounds out for the final out of the inning. The Brewers strand two, but they're up by a 1-0 score. In the bottom of the first, Aaron Ashby comes on. First battery faces Cabrian Hayes. He strikes out, but then a base hit given up to Brian Reynolds. One on, one out for Michael Chavis. 1-0 offering. Blind, and it one-hops the glove of Willie Adamas. He flips to second, on to first in time. It's a 6-4-3 double play. Well, that was lined right at Willie Adamas, and he had to pick it on a backhand on a short hop. Spun and flipped it to second base, and Wong made the turn. And the Brewers get Aaron Ashby through the bottom of the first inning without any damage done. Look good for the Brewers in the top of the second inning as uh, Victor Caratini would strike out for the first out, but then Jace Peterson a double and a Jonathan Davis single. That put runners on at the corners in front of a Jonathan Davis steal. So runners on at second and third, one out for Christian Yelich. 2-2, line drive caught by O'Neill Cruz. And he's just going to run to third base and double off Jace Peterson. Well, that's some tough luck for the Brewers right there. Yelich hit it as hard as you could. And Cruz reached out and snagged it. And Peterson, who broke towards home, just put his head up in the air, knowing that he was going to get doubled off by the Pirates' shortstop. Yeah, I mean, off the bat, that looked like it might be a two-run hit. Instead, it's a two-out contact, and it remains a 1-0 game. Aaron Ashby would respond well, though, in the bottom of the second inning after issuing a walk to Daniel Volgamack. 
He strikes out Diego Castillo. He strikes out Bly Madras. That brings up O'Neill Cruz. 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a slider. And after the leadoff walk to Vogelback, Ashby strikes out the next three Pirates. And we're on to the third. Remains a 1-0 game into the third. Bottom of the third inning. Tyler Heineman leads the inning off with a base hit. He is then sacrificed to second. Cabrian Hayes then gets a base hit. That moves Heineman to third. So runners on at the corners for Brian Reynolds who grounds into an RBI ground out. That scores Heineman and it gets the Pirates on the board. Ties it up 1-1. Hayes was out at second on that play. The next hitter is Michael Chavis. The 3-0 pitch. He did, and he swings and hits it deep in the right center field. All the way back to the wall. McCutcheon watches it go. See you later. It's a two-run home run from Michael Chavis. It comes on a 3-0 pitch from Ashby, and the Pirates have scored three in the third to take a 3-1 lead. 3-0 pitch. Chavis is swinging, and the Pirates take a lead there in the third inning. In the fourth inning, they would add to their lead with two outs. It's O'Neill Cruz at the plate. Cruz rips it deep down the right field line. This ball is soaring up and out of here. His second home run of the series. And it's four to one Pirates. That would end the day for Trevor, or excuse me, for Aaron Ashby as Trevor Gott would then come on. He would get Tyler Heineman to fly out. And we are through four. The Pirates have a 4-1 lead. The Brewers get one of those runs back in at the top of the fifth inning. With one out, it's Christian Yelich. And he turns on this pitch to deep right field. Back and gone for Yelich. Yelich with his eighth home run of the season. Extends his hitting streak. With an exclamation mark, it's now 11 games, and that ball got out of here in a hurry. And you feel like the Brewers are right there in it. However, they could not get that shutdown inning one out, one inning later as we go to the bottom of the fifth with one out. Cabrian Hayes walks. He then steals second base. Brian Reynolds then walks. So runners on at first and second for Michael Chavis. He grounds out. That puts runners at second and third. That ends the day for Trevor Gott. Hobie Milner comes on. First batter he faces is Daniel Vogelback. 3-2 pitch. Blind into right center field and down for a base hit. Hayes will score. Reynolds is around third. He's going to score. And Daniel Vogelback with a two-run single. Just his sixth hit off a left-handed pitcher this season. And that one stings. It's 6-2 Pirates. And the Pirates are not done in the inning. Next hitter is Diego Castillo. This is a high fly ball, left center field. Yelich turning and watching, and that's going to hit off the very top of the wall at the deepest part of the park. Vogelback is around third. He is going to score. And Diego Castillo missed a home run by mere inches as he hit it off the top of the 410 sign out there in left center. You can't hit it any better than Castillo just did. He ends up at second base because he thought he got it. He was jogging out of the box. You can't hit the ball further and not get a home run for almost anywhere in Major League Baseball. That looked like a home run all the way until it just kind of slid off the wall and ends up going for a double. Three runs in the fifth for the Pirates, and they take a 7-2 lead. 
Chichi Gonzalez comes on to pitch for the Brewers in the sixth inning, puts up a zero in the sixth and also in the seventh inning. Brewers make some noise in the top of the eighth inning. With one out, it's Colton Wong at the plate. Brings home the pitch, and this is a high fly ball deep right center field. Going back is Madris at the wall. He reaches up, and it is gone for Colton Wong. Wong with his sixth home run of the season, and it's a 7-3 deficit for the crew. After a Luis Urias base hit, Victor Caratini strikes out, and it brings up Jace Peterson. Line drive down the right field line. This will be extra bases for Peterson. Urias around second. He's going to be waved around third by Jason Lane. Here's the cutoff and the throw home, and the slide is in there safely. Urias slid in to the far side of home plate. The throw beat him there. I don't think his left or right hand caught the plate. I think his trail leg caught the plate. And I'm not sure the tag was ever applied by Heinemann. It was a fantastic slide by Urias. It ends the day for uh, Chase DeYoung as Will Crow comes in to pitch. He uh, strikes out Jonathan Davis. It is a 7-4 game as we move along. Let's go to the ninth. David Bednar comes on to pitch for the Pirates. He walks Christian Yelich, but then Willie Adamas reaches on a fielder's choice where Yelich is out at second. Again, a three-run game, so the tie and run on the on-deck circle. Rowdy Telez, he strikes out for the second out, and it brings up Andrew McCutcheon. 0-2 to McCutcheon. And Andrew McCutcheon, a fly ball, right field. Going to be a long run for Madris in fair territory. He makes the catch, and this game is over. 7-4 the final. The Pirates get the win. The Pirates go to 32-46, and 46, while the Brewers, they drop to 45-35. and 35. Winning totals for Pittsburgh, seven runs, nine hits, no errors. They leave four. For the Brewers, four runs, 11 hits, no errors. They leave nine. Winning pitcher Wilson, he is one and four. The loss to Ashby, he drops to one and six. Bednar the save, his 12th of the year. Home runs, Michael Chavis, his uh, ninth. Uh, Cruz hitting his third of the year for the Brewers. Yelich his eighth, Wong his sixth. The game lasting two hours and 56 minutes played in front of a crowd of 26,505 folks at PNC Park. Brewers lose to the Pirates 7-4. We'll take a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll get you some scores from around baseball and we'll get you set for the series finale tomorrow afternoon. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Seven four, the Brewers lose in Pittsburgh. Welcome back in, Brewers Extra Starting to uh, wrap things up. Some of our uh, statistical notes out of this one today. Jace Peterson and Diego Castillo, first game at PNC Park, where a player from each team had multiple doubles since August of 2020. It was also the Pirates against the Brewers, and in that game, Colin Moran and Mark Mathias each had multiple doubles. Uh, for Christian Yelich today, first time that a Brewers leadoff hitter has had a home run, a walk, and a hit-by-pitch in the uh, same road game since Ricky Weeks did it at Shea Stadium back in April of 2008. So it's been a little while on that one. So a couple fun notes coming out of this game today. Let's take a look at scores from around the NL Central. The Cardinals end up beating the Phillies 7-6. This was an interesting game. The Cardinals put up five runs in the first inning. 
they hit back-to-back-to-back-to-back home runs in the first inning. Four straight home runs for St. Louis. First time in franchise history they've ever done that. Only the 11th time in the history of Major League Baseball that it's happened. And the... uh, the very smart people at places like the Elias Sports Bureau and ESPN Stats and Information saying that four consecutive home runs have never been hit um, by um, by a team in a first inning. So it's the first time that's ever happened in the first inning. So the Cardinals jump out to a 5 nothing lead. However, Philadelphia comes all the way back. They tie it up eventually at six run apiece. Then Nolan Arnato hits a home run in the top of the ninth inning, and St. Louis ends up winning by a 7-6 score. So what that does in the standings is the lead for the Brewers down to just one game. The other games in the NL Central. Uh, earlier today, the Reds lose to the Braves 4-1. In progress right now, the Cubs at Wrigley are leading the Red Sox 2 to nothing. That game is in the bottom of the fourth inning. Alec Mills uh, only uh, only gets one out. He had to come out of the game. And then uh, Mark Leiter Jr. has been pitching since for the Cubs. So far, so good for him. Three and two-thirds innings. He's given up just one hit. So the standings right now in the Central, as mentioned, Brewers lead the Cardinals by a game. Pirates 12 back. Cubs 12 and a half back. Reds 17 and a half games back. Around the Brewers minor league system, we'll start at low A Carolina. They're in action right now, middle of the eighth inning. They and Fayetteville are even at three runs apiece. High A Wisconsin, they're in action in Appleton right now at Fox City Stadium. That is a 1-1 game currently in the top of the fourth inning. Double A Biloxi not going well for them. Top of the third, the Mississippi Braves lead by a 9-0 score. And then Triple A Nashville, they put up three runs in the bottom of the first inning and they lead Indianapolis. That is a 3-0 score. That bottom of the first inning is still going as the Brewers and Pirates are playing each other both at the uh, Major League level and also at the AAA level. Brewers and Pirates are going to match up against each other tomorrow in the series finale. The Brewers will be trying to split the four-game series while the Pirates will be looking to take three out of four. Pitching matchup, Brandon Woodruff is going for the crew. The right-hander is 6-3 with a 4.44 ERA. He looked really good his last time out. There's some question marks about who the Pirates are going to throw tomorrow. They originally had Jose Quintana listed as the scheduled starter. He came off the scheduled starters, but he's now listed once again, according to MLB.com. If it is Quintana, he's 1-4 with a 3.43 ERA. We'll see if it is or not. 12.35 first pitch. Our coverage begins at 12 o'clock, and I will talk to you after the game for Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.